There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Source Connection. I'm here with my co-host, Liz B, sometimes, and with our very special guest today, Paul Henschel. Um, But before we start, as always, let's just have a few moments to tune in. However feels good for you to sit or lie wherever you are, and if it feels good to close your eyes, go ahead and do so, and just relax. Just breathe in and out, however your body wants to breathe in and out right now. Feeling that breath, just move wherever it needs to go and do whatever it needs to do. Fully support and nurture you in this moment. Come home to yourself. Feel the brightness of you. The fullness, completeness. And let yourself be a blank canvas. Just a blank canvas. What does it feel? Feel the fullness of you in the feeling the thread that connects us. And the love that connects us all. It's always there, whether we remember or not. Just remember. Taking a few deep breaths in and out. 
feeling your body and coming back to this feeling. I could do this for a while. <laughs> Thanks for doing that with us. Yeah. Can you speak closer to the mic, Tara? I'm having a hard time. Oh, are you? Okay. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Um, can you hear me now? Is this good? Okay. So, Falk, welcome. Okay. To <laughs> welcome to the show, please tell us about yourself, whatever you'd like, and how you arrived here with us in this now moment. Uh, wow. Well, I was born in Germany, and ever since I was a little kid, I had the dream of becoming an actor. So that led me, long story, I became a dancer first, and then went to the UK, and then ended up in LA. Sort of went on the path of being an actor, and um, eventually realized that my dreams needed to be fine-tuned and I needed to readjust what I really wanted from life. Uh, and then I moved to Bend, Oregon, which is where I am now and connected more with nature, had a family and continued to act and produce, but like just approached the whole thing from a different, more holistic approach, you know, more honest approach. Mm. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Well, let's talk about honesty for a moment, because that was, I think, what really touched us in the video that you put out inviting people to a conversation. First of all, you don't see those videos very often. And so that was already like a really beautiful moment of recognition. And then the honesty you just talked about in such a calm, um, connected way. And that was really beautiful to witness. So I'd like to ask you what prompted you to put that video out and what was going on before that. And you're just like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, it's a good, really good question because it was a long time that I've been wanting to put out a video, but mm -hmm. didn't, you know, for a long time. I, I just didn't want to add to the fire. Yeah. Maybe I had too much fire in my words and in my feelings about it. And I, I feel like I never want to put anything out that doesn't help or is healing or, or adds anything, you know. Yeah. Um, but it came to a point, I think it was the finality of realizing, okay, like we have decided to split split uh society up yet again. And for the first time I was on, you know, the side of of people, groups, whatever you want to call it, you know, that was very much impacted by it, which I kind of also have to say, I kind of dig. I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, you know, I'm a minority or, you know, like I'm just, I'm on the receiving end of mm. something that feels unpleasant. And it's, it's kind of nice is the wrong word, but it's like, oh, okay. You know, you watch Aziz and Zari making fun of the unjebity jabbed, um and and you're like oh okay you know that's mm -hmm. okay yeah and it was it was kind of what you said when before we started recording i wanted to put out a beacon more than change anything or like you know i just want to sort of go hey i'm here this is how i feel mm -hmm. and if you need support if you need to just know that there is somebody like you out there um 
reach out. And for selfish reasons, I was like, I think it's maybe time to build a new community, you know? So <laughs> I was sort of going, anybody else want to play? Yeah. yeah. How has the response been to yeah, that? Yeah. Here, the reason why I'm looking down is, is the camera blurry? No, I don't see it blurred on my end. Not blurry. Okay. It looks soft, like a soft. Soft. Yeah, um, it's exciting. Very ethereal and like <laughs> like angelic. <laughs> uh, what was the the question? Sorry. What was the response? It was really the- positive. It was very encouraging um, and surprising. I got hardly any backlash, so to speak. You know, uh, it was mainly people reaching out and saying thank you so much. Mm. Uh, I'm going through something. It's nice to know that somebody else is out there. Some people mm. um, just share their stories. Um, some some really sad stuff, like a lot of kids mm. with dreams, a lot of like kids. Mm. I had a few in the UK that studied acting that told me stories about how some famous casting director, I won't name anyone, um, said to that person, if you're not vaccinated, like get a new dream. Oh, like really hurtful hurtful things. And yeah, and then they just kind of sort of thanked me for for speaking out and felt like they had a bit more courage now. It's been lovely. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't foresee any other response. The energy that came out of that video, your presence, was just very inviting and very warm. And yeah, such a, I won't say rare things, thing these days but not your usual you know mm-hmm. broadcast let's put it that way yeah so yeah it wasn't more divisive it wasn't further divisive you know it was just very like hey guys let's let's we're all we're all in this together let's do this together. yeah right because we you weren't like if you are if you are schwaxed then we don't want you you know it wasn't that at all it was not like, at all not at all that's my whole yeah. point this has been my point you know this has been before the entire um what's the word for the vid for the, the, yeah. the experience yeah the experience <laughs> that we've been going through uh-huh. way before that we've been doing the same bullshit to just say it plainly as as a human race we've been dividing we've been saying you don't get to play i don't you know and that's always been very difficult for me you know mm-hmm. Like when I got to Hollywood, I, I was so ready to play with other artists and be, mm-hmm. you know, together. And then I was like, oh, there's no such thing. There's like up here and you got to, you know, you're told you got to climb to get there and then you have power and then you maybe get to play with others the way you want. There is mm-hmm. no, I never, these are extreme words. I rarely found an environment that was conducive to real connection, real creativity. Mm. You know, and I think that's just, it's just continuing on. And it's not just Hollywood. It's right. any business. It's any societal thing that we have. We've just been driven more and more into this weird isolation, you know? And yet under the guise of we got to be one. So it's this weird <laughs> separation, you know, which then is justified by because we got to be more alike. Right. So it's a big mind fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Well, let's be, be alike in, around certain things mm-hmm. that 
you know, other things, you're more than welcome to express your, you know, you mm, know whatever, you mm. know, it's kind of overseeing in the, in mm. the culture, right? It's like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, if you want to share any more of your experience in, in Hollywood, uh, insofar as it led you to creating um, your new project, which is patronage films, right? And yeah. what you... And what you like, whatever le- kind of led you to that, how you got to that point. And then I want to talk more about that too, because I watched one of your latest I videos. Like doing that, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, it, it was a progression of, in short, in a nutshell, for anybody that's an actor out there or wants to make it in Hollywood, you'll find there's this idea that you got to become somebody before you can actually really, like I just said, do art. I did that path for a while and I did my like temple movie. Uh, Then that didn't go too well in the box office. So I wasn't in power. So then I did another one and then I did this, then I did a TV show, then I became a superhero and all these things. (laughs) (laughs) But really like, and the agents are like, now you got to do this and you got to do that. And I've done all those things. And I just quickly realized this is a, nobody knows what they're doing. Mm. they just all think they do but nobody has a fucking clue what they're doing even people have been at it for a long time including yeah. myself right yeah and i got more and more in my life into uh energy work just perceiving switching my language on everything just to energy and to just go how can i direct my energy to create more consciously and what i want mm. and that just let me just sort of go okay I, what I actually want is to create really good story that inspires people and touches people in an environment where we're having fun. I wanted to stay a kid. That's really in a nutshell. I want to be able to yeah. stay a kid, run around on a horse with swords and go bang, bang, bang. And, you know, <laughs> yes. Oh, that is. And just, you know, make people feel like my, some of my favorite movies made me feel. Mm. And I wanted to change the way it was done. And then I realized, okay, my chances or the even just wanting to become somebody like Tom Cruise, who probably has the power to right. influence the entire set. I was like, why don't you just do it yourself? You know, and then I started to write and I started to produce. And then finally in Bend, Oregon, years, like 10 years after the idea formed, um, I was speaking to a friend of mine and one of my main approaches with the company was we can't have investors. That's where everything starts to go wrong Mm. because if, if the money person is the one that we please first, they got to get the money back and we got to have profits. That's why we now mainly do superhero movies. That's why we do movies only for the rock, you know, the the bigger budget stuff. Mm. That's why we have algorithms deciding what the artist is supposed to be inspired by. Mm. It used to be that the artist was inspired, the audience then therefore like got inspired and started a conversation and somewhere along it turned into the audience tells the artist what to do because we need to just, you know, yeah. we need to sell product. Mm. That friend uh, turned out to be somebody very wealthy and somebody very kind and supportive of the community. And he said, all right, let's do it. Here's, you know, what can you start with? 
Um, I should have asked for more money, but (laughs) 150K, you know, let's start there. Um, So he he wrote us a check, sort of. Uh, It came in chunks. And then I started to assemble the film uh, with what I had and organically meaning I had a writer write it and I paid the writer to write it. I had certain actors that we had access to. I said, be involved, tell the writer what you actually want to do. Mm. You know, we have the story, we have ideas, but you're going to bring it to life. So why don't you start in the beginning? So this, this organic, more organic process versus saying, here's the script, here's what we got, go hire people. I wanted to kind of, you know, um, do it more organically. And then I figured out, a, you know, another big thing that was important to us was pay. You know, the pay was always, especially in the indie world, give the artist nothing, throw it all on the screen, which I understand. And a lot of beautiful projects came out of that. But I was like, what if I give the artists everything and treat them really well? And let's hope that they make up for what we don't have in money for the screen. So we figured out a payment system that was in the limit where I said, let's just pay everybody so that they can live and feed their family comfortably for the time that we hire them. Um, Let's pay everybody hourly. So we didn't give a director more than an actor. We didn't give a star more than, you know, a a day player. We paid an hourly wage Um, based on how many hours you worked on the whole project. You also got back-end participation. Mm. If you work in just production, you get four points. If you work in pre-production, production, and post, you get 12 points, mm-hmm. you know, because you're in the three yep. phases. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted a system that was just by like, you give us your time and your gift, you're all the same. Mm. No, there's no... That's so much. <laughs> um, and it worked, you know, that was the other beautiful thing. It really worked. We got some beautiful people involved. We made a really great product. We, we had so much fun. It was one of my favorite projects in my career, you know, as just as the actor, because I got to play, you know, I didn't have to, you know, do the recipe. Yeah. Um, and then now we're on to sales, which has been extremely frustrating <laughs> because, because we're hitting the next system, right? Like, and we're, we're talking about those things that are very positive. We have a lot of mandates, right? Like the diversity mandate, Yes. but it's being used in a way that we didn't have any diversity because we shot in Bend, Oregon. My partner was the other actress. She was pregnant. So therefore she was in that role with me and you're in Bend, Oregon. And we, you know, and we were turned around by two actresses that were of color. So now we can't sell the film that well because we don't hit the mandate wow and so it's this weird thing of like there's some great things that are happening out there but the way they're being used and manipulated especially for an artist i think there should be zero mandates on artists if you want to tell a story that's all about brazilian girls you shouldn't have to have a man in it or a white boy or an Asian dude, you know, like you do, what you, <laughs> yeah. want to do you know, and if, if you want to be diverse, then I'm going to hire a diverse storyteller, you know, yeah. anyway, long story short, that's it in a nutshell. Oh, is that so? Yeah. I mean, what is the film? Are we going to, are we going to see that or we, we don't know yet? No, you will see it. We are self-distributing. So it's in a, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. The film is 
uh, body swap comedy for adults. So we, <laughs> we were like, let's use something because we were hoping to be successful. Let's, let's use a concept. Let's, let's use yeah. something familiar, but let's do an original take on it. Yeah. And so we decided my girl was pregnant eight months. And wow. so we were like, oh, cool. That's great. Like, what if I had to switch bodies with you? Like, that would be insane, right? right. Um, so we thought that was kind of a fun take. And then a day before we started shooting, we realized that the character that I played was really boring. It was like, <laughs> it was, it was like, it's like cool guy who kind of like is like lives life freely, but nothing really to sink your teeth in mm -hmm. as the other actors yeah. to play. Yeah. Um, so we turned my character into a French gigolo with long curly locks. <laughs> Runs, runs around in really colorful shorts and a tank top and takes mushrooms and it's just like yes everything is perfect and you are beautiful you know it's just like this and yeah and then uh, the two of them switch switch bodies to to figure out how to raise this child that is an accident um and to understand each other's world you know that was the yeah. the theme covid <laughs> What a beautiful invitation then, because that takes me back to that video where you did, how can we figure each other's world? Yes. And that was the invitation for me in that video when I heard you speak. I was like, yes, like, okay, can we talk about this? Yeah. Are we just so collapsed, like internally as individuals that we can't even have a conversation? Like, like come on, yeah. you know? And that, when you said that, it just made me think about the video, the original video when I first um, came across what you're doing. And I just want to recognize for a moment, you spoke of so many important things and what really stood out to me was, can we play? Yeah. Like play is divine. Yeah. We forgot how to play and have fun. Can we play? Um, you talked about inspiration, collaboration, and you talked about a system where everyone benefits. Mm. And I think that that, to me, is the seed of what we're creating. We're redefining the ways that we've done things before. And some things worked, right? Some things kind of had a flow to it. Can we learn from that flow and implement it? But can we also do things in a way where everyone feels taken care of, appreciated, um, you know, participating? I Many, many years ago, a friend of mine did a commercial. She's an actress and she did a commercial for, I think it was a, I want to say Danish company. I don't know. It was a production company, European. And she said the production company had about four or six people. It's very simple. And they all got paid the same. So whatever money that they were making, writing, whatever that they were working. And I remember when she spoke about it, I was like, I feel like that's the future. There's something there, and I don't know if that exactly that model, but something along the lines of what you were speaking, of what I heard, where it was like, wow, that feels that feels life affirming. There isn't this hierarchy, as you were talking about, of power, or if you get to this space, then you get to do this. I mean, you had the realization of like, oh, I can just do that right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because it also, what I found when I set this all up and when I was trying to do it, there was so much red tape in our system. You know, I had my own lawyers, you know, basically be like, oh, you want to do profit share for them? Like, they might get in trouble mm. because of the way the tax system is set up if you give them ownership. 
Wow. That's it. So I couldn't even do a contract. It was really important for me to set up a contract so that the artist felt like it's real back end points. Not, you know, right. for those of you who don't know this in Hollywood, they give out what's called net points a lot. But then after accounting, they, they'll just say, we made no money. So you make nothing. Right. And wow. it was really important to me to verbally tell these artists, here is gross receipts, you know, that we get, you will get that much from it. And I had so much trouble setting that up because wow. the system is not, set not up conducive. For that. <laughs> and I interviewed DPs actually, um, you know, when we were interviewing DP, like one DP was quite outraged about why I'm paying the PA the same amount like him. Mm. And all I thought, and I didn't say it, maybe I should have, but I thought, <laughs> why do you care what they get paid? Mm. Is it enough? Is it enough for you? That, that I get. If you just told me, look, bro, like I got costs, I got this and that. I, I want people to make as much. I'm not an anti-capitalist. I make millions of dollars, but mm. let's all make millions of dollars yeah. if we're doing that, right? Or, and so it was interesting to just sort of see the, how ingrained we are mm-hmm. to do things a certain way. You mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, the hierarchy. The hierarchy is it's just... Mm-hmm. Weird. And I wonder how differently people, I mean, I know they show up very differently, right? When yeah. everybody's getting, it's equal, it's amongst everyone versus like, and then it's just, it's such a different environment that's created. It's like, beautiful, man. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. like the, the transparency of everybody kind of, mm. I don't know if people knew, I talked about it constantly, but again, I think people's ears are conditioned to hear and not hear something. Right. But, Everybody got paid the exact same money, so everybody knew it. And there was just this freedom of mm. we're one because mm. we, are tr- we are truly treated the same. You know, there, and I, I, I am for, and hierarchy is maybe not the right word, but for example, our director does have final cut. That is a big thing that I promote because he's the one that has to take responsibility for being great or not, you know? What's that vision, the big vision? Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are, you know, and I'm, I'm the big boss, just, just, just for sake of leadership to just sort of say also, you know, uh, I got you. It's not Mm -hmm. your job to have me or have this person or that. It's my job to hold your space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a leader. And then, and also reimagining, as you were saying, like hierarchies and roles, right? And reinventing the concept of that, because a lot of times when we think about roles, then we already, we have already preconceived notions, this person, this, this person, that, and can we redefine that and see what's going to work for each project? Maybe, I don't know. Should, it should. But I think it takes a, it takes a paradigm shift of how we think as humans is my, my guess. Correct. And I think that just takes a lot of us and what we're doing here, you know, and each, you know, somebody in business, somebody in uh, sales, somebody in movie business or whatever it is to sort of start and and give new ways, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I I just don't see a change, you know? Mm -hmm. It's really a fundamental individual process of healing our own insecurities, wounds, whatever that is, so that we 
we show up fully ourselves, all of ourselves embodied. So we're not threatened by someone else and what they're doing and how much they're getting paid. You know, all of these things. Amen. You just spoke on something that is, I think that's what life is about. Yeah. That's the, (laughs) that's the work we're, I mean, that's. Yeah. And I also wanted to just throw in there that Hollywood actually was started. I learned about Mary Pickford just about a year and a half ago, but she was like the mother of Hollywood in the early 1900s. Mary Pickford. Mary Pickford. She started her Charlie Chaplin and one other, I don't remember, started United Artists and they were artists for artists. So they actually started United Artists so that, and everybody got, uh, as far as I know, the same wages and they they were making sure the artists were taken care of and it wasn't this studio, you know, corporate, whatever it was before. It was the origin of Hollywood. And then it got taken over. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't either until I met, I met someone who enlightened me to this and I was like, Oh my God. So I studied her. She actually did a film about Mary Pickford who started as a young child actress when the studios were like, everybody would go to the studio and um, you know, they were just actors on contract, that sort of thing. And then she actually, but you'd get paid like 10 cents a week or something like that. And she demanded more. (laughs) She was like, no, that's not enough for anybody. We got to make more money here. So she's like, I want $5 a week or whatever it was. And so then she went out on her own and, you know, she's incredible, incredible woman, but that's like the foundation, you know, of Hollywood, the roots are actually there. I mean, it was there to begin with. And then it just, you know, became what it became, but. And here you are again, tapping into the essence yeah. of that. Yeah. So this is awesome. Yeah. This is a renaissance. I guess it say. is. Yeah, yeah, it is a renaissance. You know? Yeah. Now I'm excited about it. I have to say, like, you speak to me like a month ago or two. Yeah. I was exhausted. You know, I was just oh, so wow. tired. I was like, oh, man, like, maybe I shouldn't. You know, I still sometimes, <laughs> oh. I still sometimes I'm like, this is just too much, you know, to yeah. become... I always say this. I'm like, first, I wanted to be a Hollywood movie star, which is already impossible. So then I kind of did that to a degree. Now I want to also like change the entire way movies are made. You know, it's like, like, kid, just live with your kid, with your son, ride some horses and do energy work with people, you know? No, you're a renaissance disruptor. Here we are. Yes. That's what I'm here. We're the, dis- the dissonance. Here we are. Um, and I also watched your video about where you said business plans are bullshit. And so would yeah. you, I love it. No, I love it. I've always felt that way. So well, they're, they're lies, you know, I feel like it's yeah. very commonly known. Um, I, I challenge any producer to tell me that, you know, I'm wrong about this. I, I just, I've made a few business plans when we tried to long time ago, get investor, regular investors, and you promise them their money back and then some, and you give them examples of why they should invest. And you do say in the business plan, it's a risk investment. Yeah. They know they won't get it back, but you just assemble these strokes of luck you know, that don't have any correlation to why they were a hit, you know, or you go, hey, well, horror seems to be doing well. Um, <laughs> and you just kind of like bullshit instead of just sort of going like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I know how to make a movie. I know how to act. I know how to write. I know how to assemble people. And I know how to put it out there. But whether people will buy it in troves, it's whether you hit a nerve. Or yeah. that is true now. Now I think we have created a machinery through social media and everything where you can go, what is everybody talking about? Let's make more of that. Yeah. 
you know, which is why we have the comic, but all everything I've, I've talked about. Yeah. But if you want to do original content, um, you know, same with the actor thing, like, well, we have uh, Tom Cruise or Johnny Depp or Channing Tatum or whoever it is that will guarantee. I've worked with Johnny Depp. I've worked with Tom Cruise and Channing Tatum. All three films did not do as they were supposed to. That happens. Like, there's no guarantee. And so... I just sort of figured, can I just meet them on a human level? Mm. Also, I think you have no, and this is a personal thing. Why invest in something that you don't have any emotional connection where you just want to make money? And then why movies? Like invest in, I don't know, something else, but like movies, like invest in it if you want to see like a painting, right? You're commissioning an artist to say, I want to hang up this painting. And I want it to be done under my, you know, umbrella, which is why I'm patronage films. That's what I'm offering. I'm like, look, like you will be remembered to be the patron mm. of, you know, on a big budget, 200 people on a small budget, 20 people that you fed, that you encouraged mm. to tell a story that hopefully you liked and you're proud of, you know, and yeah, you will make money. If we make a billion dollars or whatever, you'll, you'll get money, but I don't want you to come to me with that as your motivation because you're just going to screw us over, you know, not the investor specifically, but then we're just starting the system, you know, and now I got to find a star and I got to like tell the story that everybody wants to be hearing about versus what does this beautiful writer want to do or this director? Yeah. You talked about meeting at a human level and, in the beginning, we were talking before we started recording about transparency, and it just seems like that kind of integrity with oneself, it's the playing field that you want to engage from now. 100%. 100%. Yeah, meeting. It's the transparency to say, um, <clears throat> I'm uncomfortable with transparency. I'm going through some shit. I don't want to share exactly. my Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm cool yeah. with that. You know, not, not everybody's on the energy train. And I know it's, you know, I know it's a a big thing. Like if I had my way, I would put everybody through ayahuasca before we shoot and I would (laughs) my, on my table and use my stuff here to just help them open up. But it's not everybody's way, you know, somebody have different things. Um, I do want to meet on the core level of like, vulnerability and, and honesty mm-hmm. at least you know yeah, integrity it's what yeah, i keep yeah. hearing no. as you said like even to be able to say you know what i need some space to process i'm not ready to or i'm going through whatever it is yeah i in the last little part um you're talking about something but what was coming up for me was you know this whatever we're going through called the covid COVID experience, I like to say, it's kind of been a great equalizer in a way, because I feel like we're meeting now at a space, the people who really took the opportunity to just dive deeper into themselves through all of this, we're having the opportunity to meet others the same way. And I think the bullshit's been kind of cut in half, at least. So when we're meeting, like we're meeting right now, there is this very common space that we're all coming from, even if we have completely different backgrounds and and life experiences, but we're all engaged in this integrity, in this um, vulnerability. And to me, life has become so much more rich 
because of this. Yeah. You know, even if there's, I don't know, less people around or, you know, people are not in contact the same way. Um, I don't know. Things became more real for me personally. And I wonder how that has played out for you, you know, especially in Hollywood, because it's such an industry of looks and, 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 you know, it's make believe in a way. Right. So how that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I feel the same way. It, it, it was a really painful growing process. Uh, and for me personally, it, it was beautiful because I would have never made this jump to be like, look, I'm just going to be completely transparent had Hollywood not shut me out. I'll be really honest with you. If, if, yeah. this, if the jab mandate hadn't like kind of made it so that I'm like, I guess I'm screwed. I might as well be myself. You right. know? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know what it would have uh, taken me to feel. Yeah. I always wanted to feel safe enough before I do it. And it's almost like this era made me feel so raw that I was like, all right, might as might as well go all the way. Right. You know? Um, and yet, like some people fell away and I still love all of them, but you know, you just, this time really made you just sort of go, so who's going to actually check in on me mm-hmm. versus, well, you, you didn't get this and you're not doing this. So you're a bad person. And we mm-hmm. really care about people. I'm like, do you, because you haven't called me. I just had a kid. <laughs> in the midst of all of this. And I ain't, you know, when I, when I wasn't that like rose me phase of yeah. I can't work anymore. Yeah. And so the beacon, you know, of speaking your truth and, and being honest, just, yeah. Formed a whole new group of, I mean, look at this, right. It's just sort of like, okay, here we are. We are doing something new. I have no idea what we're doing here, you know, but we are, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, totally. You know, I have I have a feeling, I yeah. have a knowing, but I don't know what exactly we're assembling because it's new. Exactly, we don't have a roadmap for it yet. But and we don't need one. We no. don't. We no. don't need one because we've we've burned naked at the fire, and we're just like, all right, but everything is possible now. So let's do it, right? We don't yeah. need to know. We just show up every moment present just like we all are here right now it's so beautiful it just mm. yeah it is it really is mm. once you get to it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not let's not yeah we, we're for <clears throat> you guys out there listening um everyone's gonna have a different journey to get to this moment and also every moment may invite you to a deeper awareness of yourself through the challenges and through everything. And so not to say one has had a harder time than other, but it's just a different experience for everybody. And then, but as Falk just reinstated, once you get to this point, there is a richness and a depth to it that it's almost unexplainable and it's just so yummy. That's the way I to describe it because it's like we don't need to we just cut through the bullshit and here we are and it's just this nakedness that is just so arousing not necessarily erotically but just in aliveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know it seemed maybe this is just personal. Yeah. But um, it seemed one big old test of trust mm. and faith. You know, I I keep thinking that. 
if you don't have, and I'm not talking about religion only, I'm talking about just what do you believe in? Mm. And do you trust that there's something that takes care of you? Mm -hmm. That for me personally, and I want to specifically say this to the listeners and introduce um, something else that I've been doing since the beginning of COVID, I facilitate breath work. Mm. And I do it completely donation-based. So I, it's it's one thing where I was like, I never want this to become a business. Hopefully I'll be taken care of like I have been by other things so I can just do this. You decide what you're worth kind of thing. Um, and what I've noticed is that what I'm doing is I'm just teaching people to trust that they have all the modalities, tools in them. And I'm just, like you said earlier, uh, uh, what did you say? You said um, reminding people. Right. Just reminding people, like, you got this. Like, don't, all these, the shit you were told that you don't have it and that you're you're yeah. not good enough. Um, you know, that's, that to me is the work that I'm really, really interested in yes. doing, you know, whenever whenever somebody comes um, because yeah, we got, once this all hit, like we were in an RV, you know, we sold everything because we got kicked out of our house. It was too expensive. I hadn't worked. And so it was like, okay. And we just had a kid, you know, our kid was yeah. four months. Mm. And guess what? It was the, those six months in the RV was the most beautiful start mm-hmm. for my son's life we were in nature mm-hmm. we were away from we we were living like kings you know <laughs> as far as experience goes and i fulfilled many dreams that i thought i needed a lot of money for mm-hmm. um and there's a reason i'm telling the story because i want to give people hope um you know then we got back into a house in bend because we felt called here but we were like we can't afford this i'm not working you know meet a new friend who is very abundant, who lives on a 126 acre property by the river, which I've always dreamt of right by where I ride horses, which is the other thing I always dreamt of. And he just made it affordable to us to live here. And it is not because I'm massively successful, like a Brad Pitt is or whatever. And I have the money. It is because I tend to my bullshit and I clean up my energy and I go, I trust. And I, I'm open to just not, you know, I'd still love to make it in the film industry, but I'd like to make it on my terms and in my film industry. But the universe or whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, listeners out there, you got to have a little faith and trust that you're mm-hmm. taking care of, including the painful stuff. It's just lessons. Amen. Yeah. Plus. So beautiful. That's yeah. That's that being just such a beautiful example of being so taken care of. Yeah, we never need to worry. We're so taken care of. Always are. I'm a breath breath work lover too, so I love that we have that common. Oh my god, it's It's yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask what you (laughs) doing energy wise with people. Yeah. Yeah, I do the three-step breath, like stomach, chest, out through the mouth. Mm-hmm. But honestly, also, um, that has evolved where I'm like, I think if you just connect to the breath period and you notice that you're not breathing deeply, well, good. You're already healing. You know, you're noticing that you actually have a tight chest and you just kind of walk people through a very physical experience. I work with medicine. I, I've, I've grown my own weed. 
yeah. and people that work with med. I don't give it to people yeah. that don't work with it before they come to me. And if I do, I only do that in person. And, you know, it's, I take it very serious if I do something like that, mm-hmm. but I love working with plant medicine in combination with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's been, and that's also been selfishly some of the best I've ever felt is being able to do this for people, you know, something about acting is so self-involved. It's like, Mm. you know, you see me, I'm like, am I out of focus? (laughs) We're so so in love with ourselves and like, no, it's great. (laughs) It's lovely. I, I, I admit to it. I think it's great. I, I like seeing myself and I, I, I'm starting to be okay with loving myself. Um, but being in service to others, you just, you get so much out of it. You get so much own healing out of it, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't be in service when you spoke about self-love. And being in service, it's almost like once one realizes their own value, right? You allow yourself to be of service. And what a great, like, by being you. self-love. Then like, oh, I, I get to do this. I can because I'm myself. Yeah. And yeah. so and that's the, the new paradigm, yeah. isn't it? Mm. That just by being us, that's yeah. the mm. gift. That's the presence. That's the service. In addition to whatever else comes from that. But. <laughs> crazy how simple it is, but how difficult it is to put into action. Mm. Well, because I think we've been, I want to say condition, right? To just fit in, in a, a certain system, in a certain machinery yeah. that does not really um, teach us or incentivizes that. And now we're rediscovering because of all of this collapse of just really having the courage to look at things and go, oh, this is not working. Maybe even as you said in the beginning, like having the opportunity to be the minority, how does that feel? How does it feel to be looked differently or a certain way or to be accused of something? And I think that's invitation for deep, deep work. Yes, yes. Well, that's the thing, that is the thing I've always, this has nothing to do with the current era. It's just amplified now, but I've always come from a place of wanting to own everything. Mm -hmm. And I have doctors as my parents and one of them is both of them very holistic. And they've taught me since I was small, basically like you create everything, Mm -hmm. you know, you get cancer. That's your body's way of helping you. Yes. You You get COVID that is your body's way of saying you need to be out. Yep. You know, what does a hospital do, a hospital do for you? Nobody can get to you. You get your own space, but it, you don't want it. So it feels like yeah. a mean, evil thing. You know, I always thought it fascinating that we view a virus as this like creature that like <laughs> in you and then it just destroys you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sharks, you know, you have these little fish that clean and they're parasites, but they also give you something. And I'm like, why are we so incapable to connect? We have viruses in our system, bacteria in our system. That's part of us. You know, and um, I have no idea what I'm saying right now, but oh, <laughs> we know uh, what you're the saying. Mentality, the mentality of owning, owning 
everything, even right. when you are the victim of something terrible, sure. you know? And somebody always said, well, what about your son? Like, if this shit happened to your son and he was maimed by horrible things, I was like, yeah, I will say that was his choice. Yeah. Will I grieve? Absolutely. Of course. Will I be destroyed? Will I be angry? Will I feel, you know, people confuse yes. you know, ownership with not feeling and not being going through a lot of shit. Right. But still, I would say I choose my son. My son chose me. We had a connected experience. This shit happened in order to teach me something. Because what's the point if I believe in anything else? Right. Yeah. You know, that to me is the way forward. If we can get the collective to just sort of go, you know what? You do you. I'm going to actually just take responsibility for every single moment of my life. Yeah. I think that's where we then can go to the next level you know and where freedom really lies yeah. is that ownership ultimate ownership full responsibility mm-hmm. yeah which is full responsibility yeah. yeah yeah as a german are you familiar with german new medicine uh t- tell me more about it mm. i'll tell you more after but um because okay. i don't know yeah but um i just I've been always, when I was moving here to the States, I wanted to learn how to speak German. And everyone said, why do, are you you're going to the States? I said, I know how to speak English. I, <laughs> there's always a connection there. My sister was a flight attendant for a while. And then she went to Germany and she said, everyone looks like mom here. Like we definitely have ancestry here. And I find myself now complete in this complete like I've fallen in love with German new medicine and I'm like okay there's something there it hasn't completely like resolved for me what it is but there's something in my you know path and uh, something just connected out as you talked about if we can take ownership if the cancer happens if this happens right which is a completely different paradigm than what we're used to like we're victims of these viruses and these germs and these things and they come to attack us it's a really warm model of life and i think that that's how we get captured because then there's that triangle right the victim the savior <clears throat> and and um yeah it's just a completely different paradigm from that and it's really free and just like yeah Totally, to me, it just feels like deep in me. Like, yeah, that this is it. Well, the German medicine in general, I don't know when, when you say new medicine, I don't know what it is, but I think the German medicine for a while has been moving towards looking at the, you know, there were a lot, let's put this way, there's a bigger percentage of doctors looking at the patient and mm-hmm. improving the patient versus fighting the disease, right? Mm-hmm. That's just in general, more of a model that we don't prescribe that much. That's very American. Um, like my mom, I always said she was one of the last, like when I came here and went to general practitioners, they didn't ask whether I was, you know, happily married, unhappily married. With yeah. It was just like, what's your symptom? Blah, blah, blah. Here's yeah. your antibiotic, antibiotic, everything, you know, yes, whereas my mom, she'll know your, your parents, your kids, your you know, yeah. what's going on, stress level. She'll tell you whether you're depressed for Like she really gets to know you and that's not compensated. Right. And so she makes less money. Same with the, with the jab jab You know, she's like, she knows, she said, she's like, listen, I could have quadrupled my income. Mm-hmm. Easily. You know, yeah. By just spending yeah. a lot of time jabbing people. Um, but that whole thing for her in general is so conflicting because she's like, I don't believe in it, you know? 
she was more or less forced into getting a vaccine status because she's mm-hmm. never seen her grandson. Mm-hmm. We can't come here without it. And we have to wait, you know, so uh, that was a tangent. But overall, I think Germany, for some reason, maybe mm-hmm. because of the trauma that we've caused right. in World War II, maybe mm-hmm. energetically the Germans were a bit more like, how can we improve versus kill? Mm-hmm. And, Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Dr. Hummer, German New Medicine. Yeah, we'll talk more later. I'll, I'll share some yeah. stuff, see how it resonates. It feels yeah. very, well, yeah, we can talk about it after. But, um, <laughs> so we'll we'll wrap up the the podcast portion. The, the question, or kind of new wrap-up question is, and I think you probably answered this a lot, but if there's anything else that you'd yeah. like to share around um uh, anything else you've learned about yourself while you have um, been exploring whatever truth is for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I've been, I've learned that I'm deeply wounded. You know, I've had a very sh- sheltered upbringing. I don't have a lot of like trauma that is on the nose. I had no abuse. I I'm very privileged, but I'm emotionally deeply wounded is what I learned. And I also mm-hmm. learned that I have more than everything to heal those wounds. Yeah. And, and I've learned my place in this world to contribute to making this a better experience mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. and others and to own myself. I'm still working on that. You know, I have a lot of self-worth issues and that's my current thing to just sort of be like, just own, you know, own that you're great. You know? (laughs) You're great. (laughs) Two two lovely ladies. Nice. This was so, like, I had no idea what to really expect. Yeah. Um, And uh, this was beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Paul, yeah. for being here. Really appreciate oh, yes. it. Yeah, yes. wonderful. And thank everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah. See you next time, guys. Did you know that the Source Connection has a Patreon page? In this Patreon page, we share tips, practices. We get a little bit more intimate with each other. Yes, so join us over on our Patreon page if you would like to connect in another way. We hope to see you there.